Hello, everybody, and welcome to Squirrel Speak. This is Elisa. And I'm Jared, and we are contemplating the universe one nut at a time. So today, uh, I thought we'd go over the first agreement in the book, uh, The Four Agreements. Um, And I don't know if any of you guys have read this book, but it's a really short read. And I don't know, from, from my perspective, I will say it's the, each agreement is extremely powerful. And um, I just, I really liked reading this book. And I think um, these agreements are just something that could be very helpful to a lot of people. So that, I'll stop promoting the book now. Well, and I was going to say, I had a different experience reading it. Uh, but I would agree that the, the four agreements themselves are very powerful. It's a really good read for people that uh, just kind of want to, you know, maybe di- put their toes out there in the, the contemplative type uh, material um, because it is very, very succinct and very easy to understand. Maybe not that easy to follow, but very yeah. easy to understand. Yeah, he has his own, he has a very strong um, vocabulary and and perspective on things but if you can look through that and mm-hmm. kind of see what he's pointing at yeah that's the stuff that I think's really really awesome um, so the first agreement um, is what this episode is going to be on and it's actually to be impeccable with your word that's that's his words <laughs> um, <laughs> he does also say that this is probably the hardest that you would would have to the hardest of the four agreements to work with and I would wholeheartedly agree with oh, that yeah. same it's uh we so many of us including myself like we just talk and we're not really thinking about what we're saying um and he really goes over he highlights the importance of the the power of your words and then how it can really affect your reality like your everyday life and had some really cool things that he said Mm -hmm. i felt like personally no agreed and you know we we, we talk a lot and you know our speech, especially to others and ourselves, um, is kind of that first reality that we have to look at in how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about the people around us. Um, because it's easy to get caught up in negative talk, be it to ourselves or to others. And that is thoughts, emotions, um, and, and ultimately relationships with each other because it, it just has such a, an impact on, on everything we do. Um, I did like, and we talked about this earlier, about the example he gave about a mother, um, good mother, good daughter, a uh, little girl, and you know how easy it is to have a bad day right you know everything has been good up to this point but you know one bad day you come home and you know your your young daughter is is you know having a good time singing carrying on and it just takes that one sentence you know where you lash out um and maybe you say you know stop that that's too much you know you're singing off key or that's you know no good sounds terrible it sounds terrible (laughs) and then all of a sudden that that's an imprint in you know that young child's mind that they have to carry forward from there and you know so that's obviously an easy example especially with you know people with kids with parents um you know so it's it's a good illustration of of how impactful just one sentence can be on somebody yeah he he goes on to say in that story so the the little girl the mom that 
you know, kind of lashed out. She had a really hard day at work, had a really bad headache. The little girl was singing really loud, and she kind of lashed out to tell her to be quiet. But the little girl took those words and then made an agreement in her own mind that, yeah, she did sound terrible. Mm -hmm. And she stopped singing, like, she got shy at school. Like, there was all of these side effects Mm -hmm. around it. And, um, you know, that, that really showcases, yeah, the power of your words. And, I mean, we don't... It's not just parents, you know, you, you, we do this with our friends. Mm-hmm. Banter and stuff is, is, you know, especially in certain groups and cultures, you know, it's more common and less common, but that's not necessarily what we're talking about. It's like intentionally or even unintentionally mm-hmm. harmful words that that person will take. And it can happen in banter, you know, it can happen in any circumstance. Mm-hmm. They take and believe what you said, even if you meant it lightly or friendly or, you know, were unconscious as to the harm in it um and and then believe that mm-hmm. um the one thing he didn't say about the little girl story which he he does talk about later in the book is that you can repair those things mm-hmm. you know so even though she made an agreement then the mom could have gone back, back. the next day right. later that night whatever and said hey when i said that I, you know, I was completely wrong. You have a beautiful voice. Right. And I love to hear you sing. And, you know, that can be repaired. Of course, she would have to agree with that. Right. You know, so you'd have to be way more consistent with positive affirmation. Like if the mom did that every night, you know, I don't think the repairing it would work necessarily. But, um, yeah, so it's it's a repairable thing. Um, but it's also very important to just be really mindful. Like, what, are, what am I saying to this person? Yeah, what are you saying in... in- you know, at all, at all times. I mean, you don't want to get too wrapped up in, in, in everything you do or say, but it's a good awareness practice to think about, oh, this just came out of my mouth and maybe it didn't sound right, you know? And I think that that's the other thing that we get caught up in our culture is not wanting to admit that we did something wrong. You know, if, if we said something harmful and we look at the person and they're not, you know, melting into tears, well, Maybe they really didn't take it that way, or maybe you know, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought it you know was, um, and that's not really a good a good practice. You know, there's nothing wrong with you know, especially with adults to say, hey, you know, you know, I just said this, and I I really just thought about it. You know, did it come across in this negative way? I certainly didn't mean it that way. Um, you know, it, there's no harm in that, but I think that sometimes we get so wrapped up in oh, maybe maybe that didn't happen. Maybe they didn't take it that way. Maybe it really wasn't as bad as it was. Or maybe, you know, we'll just pretend that I didn't say that. Um, and that, to me, that's just not a good, a good practice, you know, especially with children, but even with adults. Yeah. To me, that's like a flavor of unconsciousness. Mm-hmm. You're just, you're not being mindful about the words you're saying. You're like ignoring if maybe it was bad and you're just kind of unconsciously speaking what the thoughts that are coming mm-hmm. up and and you're not you're not really mindfully kind of stewing mm-hmm. over them to any degree mm-hmm. um and like you said you know having like really never saying anything and always really pre-processing <laughs> is kind of insane it's kind of crazy it's not oh, practical i mean and i say that only because sometimes myself i won't throw jared in that bucket <laughs> but you know if you get too caught in your head you know oh you know i'm if I say this, it's going to hurt their feelings. Oh, if I say this, you know, that that's a little bit too much, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that kind of flows into this idea of, of the power of honesty. You know, if, if you say something honest, 
you know, if it wasn't in the vein of anger or whatever, and you sit with it and you go, oh, maybe I did say that in a, in a hurtful way, you know, and, you know, there's like, a, it's almost like a double honest, right? I said something and then I thought about it and a- asking the person, you know, you know, real time, you know, hey, did that come across as a little bit too sharp? You yeah. know, because I certainly didn't mean it that way. Um, but I just kind of sat with what, what I said and, you know, it's okay to do the follow-up. So that's probably a world that I live in more so than, <laughs> oh, should I say this? Should I not say this? I, I am that person that will be, oh, yeah, that did not come across the way I wanted it to. Yeah. And and not being afraid. A lot of people, like we create, we can create so many ruptures when we're <laughs> having a conversation with someone. And especially in you know, society, like you're supposed to not show that. And so many people just, even if someone severely offended them, they don't show it mm-hmm. externally. And so by being honest, if someone does that to you, mm-hmm. they say, hey, that came across like this. And just a genuine, gentle mm-hmm. honesty, you know, you can help repair those ruptures. Um, and then too, being honest too if you said something and you're like after you said it you're like hang on a second let me ask this person not being afraid to bring it right up. right exactly it feels like it feels like there's something egoic in there maybe of like afraid to bring it up mm-hmm. like showing that oh maybe i'm you know don't know how to talk properly i, I don't know what the egoic but I, there's something in me that mm-hmm. i don't want to bring it up after i've already said it especially if it's been real recent because it i don't know there's a, mm-hmm. I think it's a go. It kind of feels sticky. Yeah, it does feel sticky. And and it, but it's funny because I I think that that's a lot of stuff that we just make up in our mind. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I know when I've done it, you know, I I'm a person who who's in my head a lot, and sometimes if I'm too in my head, something will come out of my mouth that you know, I I did mean it in a way. I probably didn't mean it in the way that it came out of my mouth as saying. Yeah. Um, and I've not ever had a bad experience when I've, I've asked for clarification or I've tried to, you know, kind of bring it back, rein it in and, and soften it. Um, in fact, I've had some people, you know, kind of, kind of look appreciative. They've never been like, oh, thank you so much. I thought that was the worst thing anybody could have ever said to me. Um, but it does help clear the, the air, the water, you know, especially with somebody who doesn't know you all that well. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that they can say, oh, all right, I get it. That sometimes, you know, they word vomit. That's a good, you know, probably yeah. a good way to, to put it. Um, and they're, they're really not that person. Uh, but I do agree. It's, yeah. it, it, we want everybody to like us, and we, want, we, we don't want to air quote cause um, trouble or strife or, you know, so taking things back or, you know, admitting that maybe we didn't say something correctly um, you know, feels like maybe a weakness, but it is, yeah. it's a stickiness. It yeah. just, there's some, he- there's some resistant to doing that. Mm-hmm. But if you think about the times that you have clarified and been honest, like for me personally, I can't think of one where it wasn't, didn't feel better yeah, than, exactly. than keeping it hidden under the rug. Like it just, it went so much better. Um, the, any potential ruptures between me and that person were completely mm-hmm. handled and healed and, um, or maybe they weren't, but at least we honestly knew each other's stance, and right. so we could say, "We're just, this just isn't working out," you yeah. know. And there was no need to like play the game, or or for it to fester, or yeah. to, to get into something get else. Worse. Like it was done. It was yeah. done. Yeah. yeah, exactly. 
And I mean, there is just the honesty aspect because we we also aren't extremely honest in our conversations and our um, motives with other people in general. Um, I know for myself, I've adopted, you know, a philosophy of, of not not telling untruths. Now, now I'm not gonna. I am still gonna be that person that if you show up in in a in a dress or in a an outfit that that may not be of my choosing and you ask me what you what i think of it um i am not going to say that is that is the worst looking outfit i i could ever imagine you know i mean that's just because we all have our own style we all have our own thing and 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 that to me is a live and let live category um but in general you know, not telling the truth or not being truthful in situations uh, because we feel like it's gonna it's gonna cause a problem or it's gonna hurt somebody's feelings or I'm not gonna be accepted or you know maybe I need to bow out of a, an engagement um, and and that's a good one right because how often do we oh yeah I'm feeling really sick today and so I'm not gonna be able to make it and you know it's it leaves you with something that that is is heavy, right? I mean, you've you've told an untruth, and now when you see that person again, they're gonna they're gonna be like, oh, you know, how did you, you know, how was the thing? How was that twenty four hour bug that you had? And you're like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, you attach a string, mm-hmm. you know, they say the webs we weave. It's like a, a one string of that web. Mm-hmm. You attach it when you make up that lie, and and it's stuck to you mm-hmm. and you have to carry that around and you have to maintain mm-hmm. that string you know until it can finally hopefully be dropped or mm-hmm. you know or it comes out that oh crap i let go of it back there and they brought it up and mm-hmm. i forgot and now it's i don't you know everyone knows mm-hmm. i was not telling the truth and then it's 10 times worse than if you had just been honest yes and i mean <clears throat> you know in little things i mean it's funny we have a, a person in our our book club and you know is now at serene squirrel who who i i love this phrase she used and I, michelle i'll give you a little credit here for it you know she says that i'm 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 done peopling you know and yeah. and so if if things come up and you just physically can't make it to an event or a thing or a dinner you know just because you were mentally worn out um you know it, it's so much lighter to just be honest with the people that you're dealing with because again if they're your friends um or they're they're worth having in your life um it's a good test right because if they don't accept it then uh, maybe maybe i shouldn't i shouldn't put my energy there right um the honesty clears up any of that mm-hmm. muck and and you don't have to be in it longer than is maybe necessary mm-hmm. you know and they don't have to deal with because you know dealing with obviously if you guys don't align they don't have to be misaligned right. either it's like two people misaligning to do this dance that just wasn't supposed to happen right and let's be honest <laughs> i mean honest about the honesty i mean how often do, do we have somebody you know bow out like that oh i'm just you know i'm i'm so sick you know i'm so sorry and you're like hmm yeah, yeah. i don't know that doesn't feel you can just sense that like <laughs> The, mm-hmm. the energy behind it, which is like, I'm really just trying to get out of this. You know? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. 
So, I mean, I'd, I'd say there's there's a 70% chance that whoever you're dealing with probably knows that you just don't want to be there for whatever reason and you're bowing out. And, and really how... It's, how, it's okay. And, it, and But how, how much more refreshing or... Um, I guess for me, if somebody says, you know what, I've had a really hard day, I, yes. I, I would not, I'd like for us to reschedule this, you know, to a better time when I feel more rested, I don't feel like I would be good company. I mean, to me, that's just, that's good. I yeah. mean, that's honoring, you know, a person where they're at versus, yeah. oh, oh, you're sick again. Yeah, this is the third time in the row, mm-hmm. in a row this has happened. And I, I think that's probably what happened or used to happen a lot potentially, but there's, we have so much conditioning where if we, you know, there's this expectation where if you schedule something, no matter what you need to show up or if it's like a group thing. And so like we make these excuses, I think as a result of this greater societal Mm -hmm. conditioning, Mm -hmm. but it, for me, I've never had a good experience with that. And I've always had like, just being honest with the person, like this isn't working out. Mm -hmm. I, you know, whatever the excuse is but like the real truthful Truthful excuse excuse. and so they there's no web to weave there's just this is what it it is is. Mm -hmm. and here we are and yeah and if we when you can meet people there where they're at it's there's this like connection Mm -hmm. and it's a deeper meeting than the surface games. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say is that you have a different level of appreciation for that that person there because they were they were being honest with you. Yeah. They showed you, you know, I wouldn't consider it vulnerable, but I think as a society we would say yeah. that. Yeah. Um and and it does. It means that they they felt comfortable enough with themselves and with you to to tell you the truth. Yeah. You know, and not make some excuse that know oh you know I my dog's sick or, or whatever it is um, so I, I do think that 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 just breeds better relationships um, and I keep looking down at our next topic and I'm yeah yeah this is a this is a tough one um, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Jared okay, kind of you know yeah into this one um, so the the third part of this uh, being impeccable with your speech is avoiding gossip a negative speech so this is where you're intentionally in my opinion my perspective it's where we are intentionally harming someone through speech so you know and we were talking about this earlier me and Elisa but it's I don't think gossip is like where something happens between you and someone else and then you go and discuss that with a friend in a way where you're processing yeah. Not in a way where you're trying to, like, because you could maybe not even mention that person's name mm-hmm. and still process it with an external, another individual. So I, it's probably really good to be, like, mindful when you are discussing mm-hmm. an encounter you've had with somebody with somebody else and, like, notice where you fall into, okay, I'm mm-hmm. actually trying to demean or harm, harm. or you're, you're discussing them in a way that they probably would be hurt, mm-hmm. you know, um, knowing it was directly about them. Mm-hmm. So gossip to me is just this, this much more harmful version than just processing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were, when we were talking about it earlier, it made me feel better because I couldn't imagine not having a conversation about like something that happens, right? You have this crazy thing that happens at Walmart 
and not being able to tell somebody about it, you know, because it might have fun, funny stuff and, you know, somebody might have done something, you know, incorrectly. Um, but you can, but to your point, you can process it without turning it into a demeaning um, or degrading experience for that person. Now, you still have to be very careful, right, when you start to slide into, oh, you just can't believe how horrible that, you know, this cashier or this, this person was. And, you know, it, you still need to be aware of that, um, but you can still process it. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's very healthy to process things that happened to you that were intense or crazy or whatever mm-hmm. with other people because it helps you kind of get past the event you know and it's just really if you're just i think if you just bring some mindfulness mm-hmm. in and some reflection in you know and some conscious awareness in when you're discussing the gossip with the other person you, you're still having a good time you can still have fun with it but you're avoiding the the attacking mm-hmm. and the demeaning mm-hmm. part the poison is what yeah. the word he uses and, and for, you know, anybody that has a, a large family, um, I know for myself, you know, my family, we get together, you know, there's there's always those those discussions that flow into the, the gossipy realm. Um, you know, did you hear or have you seen or, you know, all of those things. And, you know, that's going to be a hard, hard thing to work through. Um, you know, I would say if, if that's kind of your family d- dynamic, to just roll with it, maybe just acknowledge, you know, where, you know, the conversation's at and and then step back from it. You know, it's, you don't have to tell people that they're being bad. You know, mom, quit talking about, you know, you know, my sister or quit talking about this, you know, just let them do their own thing until you have a better awareness about how you want to approach it. Um, but just, you know, let that be a learning experience. You know, just step back, listen, and and maybe not participate or just participate in a much kinder fashion. Yeah, yeah. I like, you said listening. And yeah, listening, I have found, um, is a very powerful way to um, get mindful in a conversation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because so many times, like, they're talking and we're, we're hearing what they're saying, but we're hearing it only because we're trying to formulate a response. Lots to right? it. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you are mindfully listening, you're not doing that. Mm-hmm. You're just hearing. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking of a response. And that can, especially early on, that can make conversations really kind of have some longer periods of maybe uncomfortable for the other person's <laughs> silence. Um, but it really tunes you into like what's happening, mm-hmm. and am I being impeccable with my word in mm-hmm. this conversation? You know, am I telling lies? Am I posturing myself in a way that's not aligned with my true self? Mm-hmm. Am I harming somebody else? You know, am I potentially going to be harming this person? Mm-hmm. All of those, I have found very quickly get answered when you tune into active like listening, and it, it doesn't have to be like for the whole conversation. It can just be for a few seconds, but. Yeah, that's enough to just become aware. Yeah, and I agree. And also, I would say that, um, you know, just thinking through what what Jared said, you know, the other thing that that happens is, you know, when you you flip it over, right, a a story, a piece of gossip is being told, 
and you think about, you know, maybe the other scenarios, it could be the truth. Because nobody in that room probably knows the truth. You know, it's a regurgitation of something somebody said or something somebody assumes. Um, You know, and, and flipping that around and saying, is there there probably is another, you know, side to this, another facet to whatever this is. And, you know, just letting that be for a while and even spinning it out there. You know, if it gets so negative that you're like, all right, I got to do something with this conversation, you know, just throw out there, you know, hey, were you, were you there? Did you see this? Um, you know, could there be a, another potentially, um, you know, another potential side to this? Um, you know, if you need to diffuse it, but it's good to, if you're in that active listening to remind yourself or to think, you know, what are the other scenarios that could be true here? Yeah. Um, and without going too deep into this, we all speak, usually most people speak from their direct right. perspective, perspective. Mm-hmm. and that's, and that's all they're speaking from. So if you're gossiping about the cashier who was just horrible, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Her mom could have just passed away. Exactly. Like, there could be all of these. From her perspective, she did an amazing Right. Just the know. fact that she showed up to work that exactly. day. Exactly. And mm-hmm. maybe to provide for her kids. You know, mm-hmm. like, who knows the perspectives yes. that are different. So, you know, we're going. it's going to be a natural thing to talk from your perspective. But I think you can do it mindfully mm-hmm. in a way where you're processing what happened. You know, this crazy experience you had with this cashier. But you're not, you're not, um shutting out the potential for them to have their own version of right. the story. You're, you're leaving out the, the negative stuff mm-hmm. and you're talking from your own experience yes. of what happened, but you're you're not attacking them. Yeah. That's the best way to say it. And that, that's a good, a good way to frame what our speech should be about. And that is, you know, oh, you know, here's the example. Oh, you know, you can't believe this crazy experience that I had, you know, today at Walmart. The cashier was just, you know, in an insanely bad mood. And I just, you know, stopped and, you know, said, you know, is there anything I can help you with? You know, I hope that you have a better day. And then all of a sudden something comes out, right? You know, somebody did pass in the family or I just, I had a bad day. And you'll be amazed at how those those words and just the interaction with that person, you know, can change that whole perspective. And now you have the story, right? Now you potentially not not that that's always going to happen but in my experience it's, it happens more often than not that if you if you stop in those situations and and show compassion for the other person instead of just internalizing the anger the ugliness or whatever um that that you get a little bit more of their side and then that even makes for a better retelling right you know that's a good story to tell somebody that you know, hey, this is this is what happened. You know, can you believe it? You know, but she was having a bad day because of this. Um, so, you know, our words can we can we can, you know, reframe things and throw in compassion and love and and those those kind aspects uh, to our speech. You know, to to help basically mitigate the gossip part, the negativity part. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> it's it's a way of communicating that instead of being negative you're being positive but it's not you don't even have to like love bomb or anything Mm-mm. like that it's Mm-mm. just your you're meeting them where they're, they're at, at and your words are from a place of like love mm-hmm. um or positivity mm-hmm. and 
when you do that, like you said, the person is much more likely to open up, give you, mm-hmm. meet you in the same way mm-hmm. where they're be, going to be truthful, mm-hmm. you know, and may completely prevent a lash out and mm-hmm. a terrible experience, mm-hmm. and it could, and it will also promote, um, I have found personally that it promotes a healing yes. environment, and that person is able to then genuinely process maybe something that bad that, that, bad that happened to them earlier today or whatever it was that had them in a bad mood and then they're able to let go of mm-hmm. it, you know. Um, and then you get a crazy story in, in the meantime, you know. Right. I mean, if you just think about what we just framed, I mean, the, the first part where there's a there's an interaction that's bad, you you take it to your, your tribe and you're, you're telling them about it and it, it has that negative spin right you know this person was bad to me and can you believe this and you know I'll never go back and you know all these things versus having you know one being compassionate being listening being present with the person that you're interacting with maybe maybe not get more of it it doesn't really matter you know you just you held space for that person the best you could and then there's a more positive you know retelling or you know, uh, 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 letting go of the, the scenario to your people that that also kind of plants a seed with them, right? Oh, you know, whether they recognize it or not, that they, they may or may not have said, oh, maybe that person did have a bad day, you know? Um, so there's, there's a full circle with how our speech, you know, can impact, impact us, the people we're directly interacting with, and who we retell it to. Yeah. And that if you're if you're behaving in that way or you have that state as you're going through these things, you know, the person having that bad interaction with the person, but you were calm and you held space and you met them from a place of love, it's not something that you're gonna feel a need to go tell this person how horrible the mm-hmm. experience you have mm-hmm. because through it, you know, if you're meeting them where they're at, honestly what I have found you know, and it, it's, it's not, like you said, they don't always heal and tell you, you know. What it is. It, it could just be they're being rude, but you don't take that person. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get into any more. <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, go, we'll go down this rabbit hole. Yeah. But it's easier to let go. And um, <clears throat> when you do tell the story later, you know, it'll come from more of a place of peace. Peace. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. So I guess that gets us into, you know, Again, this is a big one. Um, you know, it, it, it seems really easy, be impeccable with your word on the surface. Um, not so easy in, in practice. Um, you know, but some tips around, you know, how how to work through that. And we did talk about the, the active listening. Um, and I will say, you know, one of the things that we didn't talk about, you know, kind of pre-meeting uh, on this, this episode was having some compassion for yourself, you know, uh, because, you know, we talked about the active listening. There's obviously a huge component of self-awareness with this. Um, You know, just, you know, what did I say? You know, where did it come from? Uh, But there's also not, not sitting and beating yourself up about, you know, those moments where you slip and you're like, oh, girl, can you believe what this person just did? Um... You know, because we're going to do that. Um, but I like, I like to, and I'll let Jared kind of speak to this, like just taking some time daily to reflect on those interactions. Yeah, and, you know, 
some people do that through things like meditation some people will just go on a walk some people will do you know watch a show whatever that is but when I do that I found I was triggered by something somebody yeah. said and then that's when I went into just either really saying a strong perspective <laughs> mm-hmm. I had that wasn't really kind to others and and so looking for moments that put you into that triggered state mm-hmm. and uh, I think through reflection we can find those and when they happen again we'll remember because we were reflecting on mm-hmm. it earlier oh this is where I get triggered and mm-hmm. you may still get triggered but <laughs> you can say well hang on you know last time I got triggered I said a bunch of stuff that was hurtful mm-hmm. so this time even though I'm triggered right now I'm not going to be mm-hmm. because that just adds more pain to this triggering mm-hmm. that I'm experiencing mm-hmm. more harm is created so that's that's a big one, but that one's obviously like that's a that's a that's a lifelong type practice. Yes. Alignment. There'll always be things that, and there'll always be times for for ninety nine percent of people, you know, where you're saying things that w- weren't optimal, you know. <laughs> and I think it's important not to obsess over it either, because some people have like social anxiety. Yeah. They'll just. It's not about obsessing over it. It's about identifying it, mm-hmm. and then. Coming to a conclusion, either okay, next time I'm gonna refine that and not say it mm-hmm. again, and then letting it go, mm-hmm. or I need to apologize to this person, right. or I need to check in with them, and then letting it, it go. go. <clears throat> plan the check in, plan the refinement, mm-hmm. and then drop it. Right, so. which I think is where the 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 <clears throat> compassion for oneself is extremely important because yeah. the the you know the regurgitation of the those um, those conversations over and over and over again are not helpful um you know make a decision what what you want to do you know either now or going forward and then let it go set it down yeah very powerful mm-hmm. practice there um <clears throat> so we talked about active listening self-awareness too is a great mm-hmm. um, that's another lifelong practice thing though but it's just having a conscious presence to a conversation where you're not you're kind of you're just you're sort of paying attention mm-hmm. to what's happening in a objective way mm-hmm. and uh it's it's something that is hard to do in more intense situations mm-hmm. like where you've been triggered mm-hmm. but it's easier to do you can practice it in just very you may say mundane or boring mm-hmm. conversations then you can really turn it on because you're already bored mm-hmm. so why <laughs> not practice some awareness while you're at it and you may find that the conversation becomes a lot more interesting mm-hmm. that's true that's true. Well, I mean, like was, I said, I mean, this, you should read the book. I mean, if you thought that um, this was a lot to pack into, uh, you know, a shorter um, segment, it, it really is. Yeah. So we will cover the second agreement, and that is? Uh, not taking anything personally. <laughs> uh, Another okay. tough one. Yes, that one's that one's really tough. He has some really good tools for it, and it's important to be holding this first agreement. Yes, that that directly correlates to how well you'll be able to not take things personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a powerful one, and it sounds kind of crazy mm-hmm. probably, but to me, I, of all the four agreements, I like that one the most because mm-hmm. um, it's for me it was the one that took the most suffering out of my life. Mm-hmm. Quickest. Which is super convenient. (laughs) (laughs) It is. All right. 
Well, thank you, everybody, for uh, taking your time to listen to us. Um, you know, this is Elisa and Jared from Squirrel Speak, and uh, I'll let him say it. <laughs> we, and where we contemplate the universe one at a time. Y'all, y'all take care.